0: praise the name of the lord hallelujah we thank you precious jesus oh we praise you lord we're going to look into the word of the lord this evening hallelujah we're going to look into the word of the lord this evening and we're going to read just a few verses of scripture amen how many love what you feel in the presence of the lord amen how many love what you feel in the presence of the lord thank you jesus we love you god and thank you for your mighty power Amen. We're going to read from the book of Psalms, the 19th Psalm. Psalm 19 and verse number 7. Amen. And the word of the Lord speaks to us from verse 7 through verse 14. The scripture says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands one more time unto the Lord tonight. Thank you, precious Jesus, for your word, Lord. Your word is a cleansing power, O God. We are washed by the water of your word, Lord. I pray that tonight your anointing will come. Hallelujah, as it is already present, I pray that it will operate through the preaching of the word, through the teaching of the word, that you will just strengthen us, God, that you will deliver us from secret faults, from presumptuous sins. Help us to understand our errors, Lord, so we can be pure in your sight. We love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen Amen. and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I want to speak to you on the subject integrity, integrity, and I just want to point out just a few important items as it relates to this word integrity. It is found in the scriptures, and it is as you would expect it to be. It is it is in reference to the way that we walk and the way that we live, and and it is a Matter of being right in the sight of God. And so when we talk about this word, it's important to know where it comes from. This word, of course, integrity, comes from a Latin word, integer. It means wholeness, completeness. And, of course, that's what it means in the word of the Lord, wholeness and completeness. This is also a... Reference to the word peace. So when the Bible speaks of perfect peace, for instance, when the scripture says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. This is a reference to completeness and wholeness of an individual. Now, when we hear the word integrity, immediately our mind is drawn to to, modern ways or contemporary ways that we would use it and those things are those things are on course when we speak of integrity we think in terms of of being true of being right of being pure and being whole and and and, and yet it's it's deeper than that it's more than just a feeling of wholeness it is an actual wholeness That God can bring into a person's life. It is the desire of every Christian to have integrity. And and it should be. And yet it is sometimes hard to come by. You know, integrity is one of those virtues. Some would say, you either have it or you don't have it. Well, you know, I don't know of any virtue that our flesh naturally has. Somebody said, well, they're a liar and they've always been a liar. Well... The Holy Ghost can change that. doesn't matter how long they've been a liar. The Holy Ghost can change that. And somebody might say they've always they've been a cheat. They've always been a cheat. They'll always be a cheat. That's the voice of Satan. God can change that about a person. He can change you from what you have been. And he can transform you into his beautiful image. And give you great power. A transformative power. And so the integrity that, I'm, that we're talking about. Is not one of those virtues that you either have or you don't have, and you either have character or you don't have character. Uh, this that I'm talking about is, is is something that I want you to grasp with your faith that God can build character inside of us, that God can put integrity inside of us. God can place this in our hearts. And, and we need to accept that and believe that and lay claim to that in Jesus' name. I'm thinking of a cousin of mine, Brother Ray Elliott, a longtime member of Calvary Tabernacle. He was a, he was a great uh, member. His wife actually was our cousin. He was a great saint of God at Calvary Tabernacle. And he was uh, an avid handball player. Uh, anybody ever heard of handball or know how handball is played? That's kind of an older sport, not as many people play it today, but it's a great sport. Similar to racquetball, except you don't have a racket, and the ball is harder and smaller, So, so and you have to use your hand, and it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a really cool sport. But he was an avid handball player, and he actually was a uh, state champ for the state of Indiana, and he played in the national championship. He was, he was that good, and people would come from all over and watch him play racquetball. He played in the national championship, and he was playing one of the, one of the great handball players, of course, of the nation, the, the defending champion, and the guy was undefeated uh, for some time. He had gone undefeated, and uh, Ray Elliott was playing him, and it came down to the uh, final uh, game point, uh, that Ray had he had he had him down twenty to nineteen he had to win by two going to twenty one, and um, and he had him against the ropes and he was playing with all that he had and uh, one of the rules in the handball uh, regulations is that you have to hit it with your hand you can't hit it with your wrist and so Ray hit the ball to win the game and the ball came off of his wrist. But nobody saw it. The ref called the score. 21 to 19. Ray Elliott is the champ. And, uh, and nobody saw it. Nobody in the gallery saw it. His opponent didn't see it. The ref didn't see it. The only people who knew that the handball game was not over because it came off his wrist and not off his hand was Ray and Jesus. And Ray amid all the cheers and excitement and, and, and his opponent taking his glove off to come shake his hand and tell him good game, Ray stopped the ref and said, I'm sorry, sir, I can't, I can't do this. I, I, the ball came off my wrist. It's not a valid score. And he lost that game. He ended up losing the game. But his, his integrity was intact. And so much sweeter than winning the championship was having his integrity in place. See, that's where the wholeness comes from. That's where the the, the completeness comes from, is that instead of Ray accepting the victory and accepting the championship and and kind of being content to live with that the rest of his life, I'll be happy to live with it. Me and Jesus are the only ones who know, and I'll ask him forgiveness later. But he didn't do that. Instead, he accepted defeat and he he kept his integrity in place. There's something beautiful about having integrity. We have all perhaps fallen short of of handling integrity in the right way. Uh, but, But integrity, somebody said concerning character, it has a lot to do with our character. And somebody said concerning character... Uh, reputation is what people think you are, and character is what you really are. And, and this is so very true. Uh, the psalmist David describes this, and he, he, says, he says that the law of the Lord is perfect. And if you'll let the law of the Lord be perfect, He will convert your soul. And that the testimony of the Lord is sure, and, and He makes the simple wise. And that the statutes of the Lord are right, and and they make the heart rejoice. Hallelujah. That the commandment of the Lord is pure, and it will actually enlighten you. It will enlighten your eyes. It will reveal to you what is right and what is true. That the fear of the Lord is clean, and it endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, and they are righteous altogether. And that these things are more to be desired. They're more to be desired than gold. And there's a lot of people who desire gold, but these things are more to be desired than gold. Yea, they are more to be desired than much fine gold. That they are sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. And by them is your servant warned. It is the law of the Lord that warns us. It is the fear of the Lord that warns us. It is the commandment of the Lord that warns us. It, the, it is the statutes of the Lord. They warn us. And the commandment of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord. They warn us of what? Of danger. They warn us of problems that lurk around the corner of life as we travel this journey how many have ever come upon some unsuspected trouble in life anybody ever come upon some unsuspected trouble anybody ever come upon some stuff you caused for yourself anybody ever done that and you realize oh if i hadn't done this and i hadn't done that then i wouldn't have this to deal with but but here i am But the commandment of the Lord is a warning to us. And the fear of the Lord is a warning to us. And the judgment of the Lord and the statutes of the Lord and the fear of the Lord. These things stand as watchmen in our life to to warn us of danger that is ahead. And we are not to resent them. Do you know that God hates sin? Do you know that God hates sin? Do you know why God hates sin? There are a couple reasons why God hates sin. It's not because God is trying to keep you from having a good time in the world because God knows that, one, sin destroys you. See, sin removes completeness from you and from I, from me. He, he, the sin will, will chip away at what is a whole heart. And, and sin will chip away at what is a pure spirit. Sin will, 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 will do damage. It will breach. It will violate what is a pure mind and what is, a, what is a pure soul. And so sin has this effect, and it leaves people hurt and wounded and damaged. This is, this is true of all of us. Anybody that has lived for a little while can attest to the fact that sin is not the right way to go. And if you're if you have lived for a while and 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 you've been bitten by sin and you're still tempted to go back, you're under deception and under delusion and on your way to destruction. That's the way that sin operates. See, it is important. It is important that we understand why God hates sin. Number 1 because of the damage sin does to us. It is his love for us that causes him to hate sin. Secondly, the reason that he hates sin is because sin is a wall between us and the Lord. It separates us from God. It creates a great gulf between us and the Lord. And so the Lord hates sin because sin separates us from him. And he wants to have relationship with us. It is his love for us that causes him to despise sin in our lives. Hallelujah. And so it is that God hates sin. And and, and integrity is something that keeps us from venturing down the road to sin. I want to just give you a few ways in which you can maintain your integrity. Because it's a challenge sometimes. Uh, we, we oftentimes hear that I want to be like Jesus. And I want to serve the Lord. And I want to do what's right. But it's hard to do what's right. Somebody once said that, that uh, living for God hard is easy. Living for, God, living for God easy is hard. But living for God hard is easy. And, and what they mean is. They mean that, that if you'll put your all into it without having reservations, without having your attention elsewhere, without being like Lot's wife and looking back on Sodom and Gomorrah, but putting all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your spirit and all of your mind into serving the Lord, then it becomes something of an easy thing for you to live for God and serve God. And this is very true. But I I want to point out that God wants to help you maintain integrity. It isn't that God just sends you out on your own and says, let's see how good you do. And let's see how good you are. And let's see if you fall to these temptations. If you will learn that God is your very present help. In trouble, then he'll help you and you'll be able to overcome temptation. He'll help you maintain integrity in your life. If you can understand that he is that friend. That sticketh closer than a brother. Then he can help you maintain integrity in your life. And give you strength to overcome every temptation. Hallelujah. God is on your side. God is on your side. He wants to see you succeed. He doesn't want to see you fall into the snare of the fowler. He doesn't want to see you fall into temptation. The Lord is on your side. So the first thing that you do in a way of maintaining integrity... And it is the matter of prayer. We talked Wednesday night about holiness and about living holy before the Lord. And we talked about Joseph who was, uh, had, a, had a very difficult life. You know, he had great dreams that God gave him about where he would be and what would become of his life. And, and it was a great, it was a great uh, foreknowledge of what the Lord would do. Uh, but then life took a very sinister turn for Joseph. And everything that he thought would happen, it, it, it just became upside down. And, and, of course, he was sold into slavery. He was betrayed by his brothers. And then, then he ended up in Potiphar's house as a servant. And then I guess you could say that everything he touched turned to gold. It just, everything began to prosper and thrive in Joseph's life, especially in Potiphar's house. But then he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. He ended up in prison. But I love... Joseph's response, when Potiphar's wife attempted to seduce him and tempt him, Joseph's response was this. How can I do this great sin before my God? This great wickedness. How can I do this great wickedness before my God? And what's really interesting about this is that there was, no, there was no commandment yet written in stone. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Moses hadn't been to the mountaintop. Moses is four hundred years later. There was no commandment restricting him. He understood, by virtue of his relationship with God, what was right and what was wrong, and he chose in that moment of temptation, he chose the right. And I'm I'm imploring you tonight, and I'm pleading with you in the name of the Lord, choose the right. Always choose the right. You have opportunities to go to the left or to the right, down the wrong path, to the right path. And and, and the Bible says that the Lord sets before us life and death, but choose life. Always choose life. And by life, I don't mean this momentary thing we call life. I don't mean this temporary thing we call life. I mean eternal life. I mean eternal, everlasting life. I'm talking about a life of peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. Always choose what will give you a pure heart as you stand before God in judgment. Hallelujah! If you look back over this life, it will be just a very small span of time. And those temptations that you fall for now will be so, so very unappealing then. Why did I ever fall for that? why did I ever give in to that why did I ever succumb to that you will wonder in your mind as you condemn yourself over and over and over again always choose what tends to eternal life Always choose to what, it, what, what tends to everlasting existence with God in the presence of the Lord. And the way that you do that. See, it's, it's one thing for me to get up here and say, don't do this, and do that, and don't do this, and do that. And make sure you do this, and make sure you do that. And make sure you don't do this, and don't do that. And that's all fine and dandy, but you're still in the body of this death. And you're still dealing with this flesh. And every time we go to bed, we go to bed in the flesh. And every time we wake up, we wake up in the flesh. And every time we get in our car, we get in our car in the flesh. We're in a body that is destined to die. It is always trying to die. It is always tending toward what is of the earth, earthy. And we must surrender it to God. And we must submit it to God. And the way that we do that is through prayer hallelujah we pray to god And we say, God, help me, help me in everything that I face today. I'm remembering the beautiful prayer that the Lord taught the disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. The power. The glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Hey listen to me. You need to open your mouth. And ask God to deliver you from temptation. You need to ask God to go before you. And deliver you from every snare in the path. Because God has a purpose for your life. And God has a destiny in mind for you you. God knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for your life and the enemy knows that every human being that steps into this world is known of God hallelujah is ordained of God I remember what he said to the prophet Jeremiah before I formed you in the belly I knew you and I ordained you hallelujah to be a prophet unto the nations I don't care what anybody else has said to you God before he formed you he knew you he formed you according to the knowledge that he has of you if you've got some kind of a disability or some kind of a deficiency that on this earth is seen as a deficiency and perhaps you've had it from birth you hear what I'm telling you before he formed you he knew you and every little thing be it something positive or perhaps in your mind negative God can use it for his glory and if you let him he will hallelujah Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He knew you, he ordained you, and then he formed you. Praise God. And the devil knows that. That's why the devil brought everything against you. That's why he came in like a flood. That's why he challenged you before you knew you were being challenged. That's why he exposed you to things that would warp and distort before you even knew you were being exposed to it. He gave you issues early on in your life so that he could trip you up later in life so that he could sabotage what God is trying to do in your life but I come against that in the name of Jesus the work of the adversary shall not prosper against you because the Lord has a plan for your life I said the Lord has a plan for your life and it doesn't matter what has happened heretofore what matters is will you give everything to God will you lay it all down and say God I I give you everything. I give you my heart and I give you my mind and I give you my body and I give you my soul and I give you my strength. Everything I give to you. Oh, hallelujah. Pray to him and say, God, deliver me from the snares that are in front of me. I don't even know what they are, but deliver me from the snares that are in front of me. Deliver me from the temptations that the enemy has for me. Hey, listen, pray that prayer even if you don't feel like praying that prayer. Pray that prayer. Even if you're kind of enjoying that temptation, pray that prayer. Even if you don't mind the struggle of that temptation, pray this prayer that I'm telling you to pray. God, deliver me from myself. God, deliver me from my own, my own tendencies and inclinations my flesh is warring against your will in my life and i give it over to you let the lord fight your battle let him go before you as a man of war hallelujah to cast down every enemy that will stand up against you to throw aside every principality or power You don't have to remain in the category of those who have no integrity. You don't have to remain in the category of those who lack character. You don't have to remain in the category of those who fall over and over and over again. Lift up your eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh your help? Your help cometh from the Lord. He'll give you integrity. He'll give you character. He'll raise you up out of your own inconsistency. Oh, I feel his presence. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody praise him right now. Somebody worship him right now. Oh, God, have your way. In the name of Jesus, have your way. Hallelujah. See, when we pray, we enter into a secret place. The Bible says that there's a beautiful thing that results from this secret place experience. The Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Under the shadow of the Almighty. Folks, that's where the blessing is. Under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where the healing is. Under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where the protection is. Under the shadow. I said under the shadow of the Almighty, that's where you want to be. I said, that's where you want to be. You want to nestle up under the shadow of Almighty God. But I'm going to tell you, the only people who abide under his shadow are those who dwell in the secret place. To abide under the shadow of the Almighty, you need to get lost in the secret place, get caught away in the secret place. It's one thing to worship here with all the saints of God, and don't stop it, don't stop it, that's important. But it's another thing to say, Lord, I don't need the beat of a drum. Lord, I don't need somebody to pound the keys. I don't need a preacher screaming red in the face getting me to think about God. I'm going to shut myself away in a secret place and I'm going to get alone with God. I'm going to talk to God. Spend time with God. That's where all integrity comes from. It comes from the secret place. I'm going to tell you something. It's in that secret place that the Lord will take His holy hands and put those holy hands around your fractured soul and He'll begin to mend things you don't know how to mend. That's where God will take His holy hands and He'll begin to scrape up the pieces of your broken existence. Ha! ya la la I praise you, Lord, for you are good and you are great and greatly to be praised and He'll bring it all together. He'll take all your work. Wounds. He'll take all your pain. He'll take all your suffering all your sorrow Hallelujah all your inconsistency all your sin all of your shame and he'll deal with it with his mighty power He will deal with it with his perfect wisdom. He'll deal with it Hallelujah! Glory to God It happens in prayer it happens in the secret place. See, David talked about in Psalm 19. He said that I need you to cleanse me from those secret faults. Those secret faults are so, so difficult because they're not just secret to people around us. Many times they're secret even to us. We don't even know they're there. We can't figure things out. And we got all this junk in us that's not right. And then we get arrogant and we say, I'm fine. I'm doing just fine. Everything's right by me. There's nothing that I'm doing that's wrong. You don't know that. I don't know that. I can't stand up here and tell you that I'm right where I need to be. The only person who knows that is my God and my Savior. He's the only one. There could be some secret fault eating away at my spirit. Some invisible flaw. Some invisible uh, uh, sin that is eating away at the inside of me that I don't even realize is there but I'm catering to it. And i I'm limping in its direction and I'm letting it have some kind of an influence on me. This is why it is so important that I get away with God in a secret place. And my prayer is just me and Him. And there's nobody around me to listen to me pray, to hear me pray. I don't want them necessarily to hear what I'm saying. I need plenty of privacy. I need this to just be me and Jesus hallelujah I need to talk about stuff I don't want you to hear just me and Jesus if you don't have a place where you can talk to God about stuff you don't want anybody else to hear Amen. Then, then, then your relationship is lacking you got to talk about the stuff you don't want anybody else to hear. you got to get that out in front of God. you got to lay it out before the Lord. The stuff that bothers you, the stuff you're genuinely afraid of, you've got to open it up and say, God, I don't know what to do with this. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is where integrity starts. This is where you lay bare before the Lord. And the Lord can do things in you, secret things. He can deal with the secret parts of you, the secret faults that others can't see and that you can't see in yourself. Hallelujah. Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep me, keep me back from presumptuous sins. These are arrogant sins. The sins of our pride, oh, pride is such a nasty thing such a nasty thing it creeps in from all directions it creeps in from every direction I've I have found pride and we talked about a few weeks ago I won't go into this again but it's like a spider it just climbs in through every seal we think it's sealed off but it's got a crack in the seal here comes the spider of pride and we don't even know the spider of pride is there until we run into its web. And then we realize somewhere in my spirit, pride has entered my life. Oh, God, help us. It's a presumptuous sin. you got to get into the secret place and let God take it out. Oh. Pastor, why are you preaching against pride? Because there's so many other things that we could be preaching about. You know, the kind of sins that really throw people off. Let me tell you something about pride and why I preach against it. It always precedes a fall. Anytime you see pride, you can guarantee it. The very next step is a fall. And a haughty spirit comes before destruction. Pride got Lucifer kicked out of heaven and one-third of the angels. You better believe I'm going to preach against it, preach about it, deal with it. Ask God to remove it from my spirit. Come on, somebody. Open yourself up to God. I say, Lord, take away these secret things, these secret faults. Hallelujah. What happens in that secret place and how God takes us under the shadow of the Almighty God, He begins to show us some things that helps us with our integrity and developing integrity. One, he persuades us of the fact that there is an all-seeing eye. He shows that to us. He shows us the fear of the Lord. He shows us that, that God is present. He's Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. He is with you everywhere at all times. He is with you. you have to be persuaded of that you have to know that you have to realize that everything you say and everything you do and everything you think is laid bare before the Lord the righteous judge you have to know that when we get away from that and we start buying into the idea that God isn't, isn't really too concerned about this or that and we don't even know if he's really there and we think we're doing something in private let me tell you something you're never doing something in private Never, 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 never are you doing anything in private. You are always laid bare before the Lord, your creator. He knows all things. And I I tell you the scripture that jumps out at me in a remarkable way. Every idle word will be brought into judgment. Every idle word. Not just every word, but every idle word. The stuff I didn't mean. Words are so inherently true that even the words I didn't mean... Rise up in judgment with me. And I must give account for them. Oh, you'd better believe I want to be right with God. I want to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You better know that everywhere you go, the Lord is with you. He is with you as a present help in your trouble. He's with you to strengthen you, to comfort you, to be with you. Oh, but he's the all-seeing eye. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth. They're, they're running to and fro throughout the earth looking for somebody, hallelujah, who will serve him, who will worship him, who will be obedient unto him. There is nothing that he does not see, and you have to know that, and you have to believe that. That will help you maintain integrity. Another thing that results from this time we spend in the secret place of the Most High God is that He, he begins to plant inside of us an inherent hatred for sin and love of righteousness. He just does. Now you got to understand something. Your flesh has it just the opposite. Your flesh loves sin and hates righteousness. But the Lord will will reverse that. And He will feed your spirit in this secret place. And you will begin to love righteousness. And you will begin to abhor sin and hate sin. I want to warn you about something. Because let me tell you something. Before you meet God, you will hate sin. I want to tell you that you will hate sin some point before you meet God. God will make sure of it. God will cause you to hate sin. And it will happen either in a prayer room or it will happen by the cold, raw encounter you have with that demon called sin. And there are many people who, who encounter sin, and, and see, they, they buy into the lie. It doesn't matter how many sermons the preacher preaches, they buy into the lie. It doesn't matter how many times we teach the Bible study, they buy into the lie. That sin is just, it's just it's a pleasure of this world, and you don't need to do it, but everybody does it. And it's, it's just something that, you know, we all need to not do it, and we need to keep ourselves from it. And come on now, and sometimes we even joke about it and laugh about it. It's a devil! It's a devil hatched out of hell and it's intent on destroying your life and there is no thing that is good you can tell the people that don't hate sin yet because they flirt with it, they flirt with it, they get close to it, They, even though they don't ever anticipate doing anything that would involve it, they just kind of dance around it and look in on it and, and kind of want to get into it but 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 know better and try not to, the Bible says make no provision for the flesh because that's where sin is, it's in of your flesh and it'll get a hold of you and it'll wreak havoc in your mind and it'll wreak havoc in your soul and it'll wreak havoc in your spirit oh if I could spend the rest of my days warning against sin I would do it don't go to sin's house don't watch sin's entertainment don't listen to sin's songs don't buy into sin's message sin is your enemy sin is your children's enemy come on somebody, sin is the enemy of your mind. Sin is the enemy of your soul. Sin is the enemy of your marriage. There's no good thing in it. It is walking, talking, breathing, cancer. It wants to destroy you. Hate it. Hate it with everything you've got. Hate sin. Hate sin. Not the sinner, but the sin for sure. Hate sin. Don't laugh about it. Don't look into it. Don't get curious and go after it. In the name of Jesus, walk away from it. Flee it. Run from it. Say, God, help me. Help me. If you're desiring it even now while I'm preaching, you need to say, God, help me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This will help you maintain integrity. Integrity, integrity, integrity. Where you can say, Lord, I'm right in your sight. I may not be right in their sight. In their sight. You know, other people can disagree with me. Other people can, can, can throw stones. But, but God, I'm, I'm, I'm able to say... That you are pleased with me. And notice we don't even know how really to accomplish that. Because when we try to do that, sometimes we get off course. But the scripture says, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. This, this, This is the way we accomplish and achieve integrity in God. With the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart, what are you thinking about? Do you know the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Do you know, you know how to accomplish that? We know how to accomplish that during the day. Don't fill your head with a bunch of carnal garbage, but listen to the voice of God and pray and sing praises unto the Lord and let him feed your soul and feed your spirit. And I know sometimes it's hard to do that in the workplace because you're exposed to so much, but, but as often as you can, fill your mind and your heart with praise unto the Lord. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things things are just and whatsoever things are a good report and think on these things meditate on these things all day long and you say how do i do it at night when my body is shut down and i'm not in control of my thoughts here's how you do it at night you fall asleep meditating on the things of god Hallelujah! You think about his love and his glory and his power and his gospel and his goodness and his grace. And hallelujah. And over time, the the Lord will begin to enter your mind even at night and he'll minister to you and sustain you and strengthen you and you'll wake up stronger. The enemy tries to attack you at night. Sometimes you wake up in the morning. Somebody said you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. No, you didn't wake up on any wrong side of the bed. You woke up having been assaulted in the night by some ungodly devil trying to bring you down and depress you and make you afraid but go to bed meditating upon the things of God thinking about the goodness of the Lord thinking about the things of the Spirit hallelujah and the more that you feed your mind and your spirit with the glory and the goodness and the grace of God then you will begin to love his righteousness and you'll begin to hate the sin Hallelujah, that the enemy brings against you. I I implore you to hate sin now before you have a real, real reason to hate sin. See, when sin begins to attack your loved ones because of your exposing them to sin, you will hate it with every fiber of your being. When, 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 When sin begins to drag you into some kind of a in some kind of a sexually transmitted disease, you will hate sin. when sin begins to drag you into a prison sentence, you will hate sin. When sin begins to drag your loved ones into prison sentences, you will hate sin. You will hate sin for what it did to your baby. You will hate sin for what it did to your spouse. You will hate sin for what it did to that purity you once felt and that peace you once had in your mind you will hate sin for what it did to your marriage you'll hate sin for what it did to your ministry you'll hate sin like God hates sin one day but let it be now in the prayer room that God plants a deep abiding hatred in your sin long before there's ever some spike some dagger from hell sent flying that you open yourself willingly up to God forbid God forbid in the name of Jesus. Let the Lord plant a love for holiness in your heart. Let him put a love for his presence in your spirit. Oh, I thank God, children, young people, worshiping God. I love seeing you worship God. Keep on praising his name. In his presence there is fullness of joy. At his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. In his presence there is fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I wonder if there's a saint of God who knows what I'm talking about when I say sin can wreak havoc in your life and God has brought you out. Could you just give God some praise right now? I need your witness right now. I need your witness right now. Glory! Oh, come on, that's it. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise Him for His goodness. Praise Him for His excellent greatness. Praise Him because He's a merciful God. Praise Him because He's a holy God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's stand to our feet right now in the presence of the Lord. Musicians, if you could come. Hallelujah. God wants to do something beautiful in this house tonight. If you believe it, just lift up your praise unto Him right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I want somebody right now who wants God to plant integrity in your soul. I want you to reach up to heaven and say, God, I want integrity in my life. I want integrity in my spirit. I want integrity in my soul. I want to be a man of character. I want to be a woman of virtue. I want to be a person of purity. Yes, Lord, do it right now, God. Lord, I've tried and I've failed, but I know and I believe that you're on my side. You want me to win. You want me to be victorious. Help me, Jesus. Help me to have integrity in my spirit. Oh, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Young people, I want you to come forward if you will. Come on, young people. Come on, young people. Come on up here right now. Come on in the name of Jesus. That's it. God bless you in the name of the Lord that's it come on come on that's it come on down bless you that's it come on down in the name of Jesus (laughs) hallelujah 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 I saw a post on Facebook years ago somebody that Y'all don't know. They're not not here from here. But their life had just been devastated. Their parents went through a difficult, difficult season. They saw it all unfold. Watched sin come in like a a tornado. Somebody opened up the door to hell. Said, come on into my life. I know the preacher preaches against this, but the preacher's kind of old fashioned. So you just come on into my life. I'll be able to contain it before it gets too bad. I'll be able to handle it before it gets too out of control. Let me tell you something. That, that, you, you let sin in like a, like a little lion, like a cute little lion. You, you, and you try to raise it and you try to tame it. Listen, you can't domesticate sin. Young people, you can't domesticate sin. Sin is a wicked and wild beast. And it'll tear your head off the moment you give it a chance. That thing will grow up in your life. I know it's little now and you think you've got it under control, but that thing will grow up in your life and it'll tear your head off. And this particular young lady, she... I, I knew the situation. I knew the background. I knew the, the, the challenge that the family had had and what they had come through, and it was awful. And I wept and grieved for them. And I'll never forget... For one post just three words long how much it spoke to me and it simply said this I hate sin God help all of us to hate sin I don't want, I don't want any of you precious young people to find out how much you should hate sin while you're standing in a courtroom waiting for judgment to be passed. I I don't want any of y'all to find out how much you hate sin while you're waiting for blood work to come back to find out whether you have AIDS or not. I don't want any of you to find out how much you hate sin while while you're standing there with a family of three and a family of four. And and, and because of you, this family's about to fall apart because of mistakes you made. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord I pray right now that you'll do something in the hearts of these precious children and young people these teenagers Lord these children I pray God hallelujah these young adults I pray God you'll put in their spirit and integrity hallelujah a character God a peace a purity of mind a purity of heart oh God Oh God, Lord, let them never be on the receiving end of your judgment, never let them be on the receiving end of your wrath. Let them be Lord in this haven of rest. Let them be in this place of mercy, in this place of grace. God right now be upon them and cover them with the precious blood of Jesus Christ.. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Put something inside of us, Lord, that causes us to be repulsive to sin. Sin is repulsive to us. Let it be repulsive to us. Let it be repulsive to our spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Come on, I want somebody else that wants to see God right now. Come on, come on, fill this altar up. Fill this altar up in the name of Jesus. That's it, all across this building. Let's fill this altar up with prayer. In the name of Jesus. The covering of God be upon you. The covering of God be upon you. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God be upon Him right now. In the name of Jesus. The anointing of the Holy Ghost, O God. In In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, Spirit of the living God oh, Cover and protect In the name so of Jesus Cover and protect Spirit of the living God In the name of Jesus Take my mind Spirit of the living God Cover and protect In the name of Jesus Take my will Take my mind Transform